Seven footers crew, what is going on? You know what it is, Gerard and Jenna here back at it. And it's an exciting time because we are slowly approaching the trade deadline. And now we have All-Star coming up. Of course, we're going to predict our reserves today. I'm going to be right, probably not. Gerard's going to be probably right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, what listen. It is. Listen, that's just, that's the dynamic of this show, which is, it is what we do. It is what we do. Are you excited for All-Star? What do you think about like the starters that came out first? Of all? I mean, you know, look, if everyone was complaining, not everyone was complaining, but this whole idea about like, oh, Joel's getting disrespected. It's like, look, man. That it, was probably uh, the biggest. The problem is, is that fans vote and have to out. They have such a large um, representation in the voting for the All-Star starters. They are 50% of the vote. Yeah. With the other 25 being players and the last 25 being media, right? So media and players aren't going to agree, but fans are going to have a consensus at a large voting block, right? So what you end up having is, and again, this person who I'm going to mention is a deserving all-star. Should he be a starter? Probably not. And that's Kyrie Irving, right? And the yeah. other the, the other piece about that too, Jen, is we do this stupid thing where it's like three front court players, two guards. That's it's stupid. Like, how about just the five best dudes? How about that? Right? Like just Maybe. the five top vote getters, like, and just, let's just stop all this silliness. But again, it is what it is. So, you know, so for the front court, you have four deserving candidates, Joel, Giannis, Tatum, and KD, but you only got three spots. So one of them got to come off the bench. That's just how it's going to be. And it, but it isn't like that person's not going to be an all-star. They'll be an all-star. So it's just that you're not going to be a starter. It happens. But, you know, that's just until we do do something different with this, this is what it's going to be like. And look, all-star is for the fans, okay? That's that's what it's for. It, it's the weekend for fans and casual fans to really be like, oh, I know that famous person. I know that famous person. And then that's right. the other thing. Yeah. All-star, all-star voting is a, is a popularity contest. And it's that is... who are the most famous people. They yep. get voted in. That's how this works. Not Indeed. necessarily who are the best, who are the most famous. Okay? So. Couldn't agree more. That's why LeBron James has been the captain for years <laughs> in a row. I mean, there we go. <laughs> speaking facts. Speaking facts. All right. Of course, you said it, a popularity contest. That's why you're going to see the most familiar faces in those starter roles. Of course, the Steph Curry's of the world and so on. Zion, Donovan Mitchell, XYZ. So, well, that was another one, Jenna. Zion. I mean, Zion probably doesn't deserve to be a starter, right? But he is. Like, it, you know, let's get into it. Talk your shit. That's just how, no, it's not even, I'm not even trying to talk shit. It's just, this is the reality. So, there's only five starting spots. So, when someone gets voted in and maybe they shouldn't be a starter, maybe they're a reserve, well, that means that other person, yeah, you got to be in the reserve pool. It's just how it works. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was one of the first names I saw. I was like, wait a hot second here. I don't know if this makes sense, but it is what it is. Let's pick our reserves because, you know, of course, you you mentioned Joel Embiid before. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was a snub. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, look, Joel's gonna make it, right? And so let's just for the for the listeners out there, five starters voted in, right? So let's start with the East. The East starters: Giannis Antetokounmpo is the captain. Yep. Kevin Durant and. Jason Tatum round out the front court. The back court is Donovan Mitchell and the aforementioned Kyrie Irving. 
So those are your five East. Well, I mean, they're not even doing it by East because it's going to be voting. That's the other part about this. It's like, it doesn't even matter because you're not even, get, you're not necessarily going to get voted by the captain of the conference you're in because it's, yeah. they pick, they pick players. Is Katie the, playing? Well, we don't even know if Katie's playing. So there might be an injury replacement. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So those are the five and then there'll be seven reserves. So what I'm going to do, Jen, is we're going to assume Katie's playing, right? Okay. So those are the five guys. And now we're going to pick our seven reserves. Last year, I think it was four front court guys and three guards. Look, I didn't, I didn't break it down like that. I, I just think picked. That's stupid. Yeah. I picked who the seven next best guys were. And yeah. honestly, Jenna, it was tough because there's so many deserving guys, but only 12 spots. All right. So here we go. Joel Embiid, obviously. I mean, agreed. Right? So I'll just tell you that was on my list too. Okay. Joel Embiid's there. Uh, my second guy, Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. Oh, okay. Having a fantastic season on these surprise Pacers who are more than competent. Next spot. Now, this one's tough. It's either going to be Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. It's not going to be both. The Heat are only going to get one. Jimmy probably doesn't want to go or care about it. Bam's been out here campaigning saying, I need to be in Salt Lake. So fine, Bam. It's yours. Bam, go. James Harden. Philadelphia 76ers. Harden is having an excellent season. And the Sixers are, until last night, the hottest team in the NBA. They are second in the East, and they are playing amazing, incredible basketball. And James Harden, even though he is not the perennial MVP candidate he was in Houston, he is still excellent and playing at an all-star level. So I got I got one, two, three, four. Okay, I mentioned four guys. I got three spots left. Okay. Next up, Jalen Brown, Boston Celtics. I mean. Best team in the league, and Brown's having a phenomenal year. He's got to go. This one was a tough one, but he's playing well. Pascal Siakam, Toronto Raptors. Look, Siakam is doing everything for that team. They're losing. It ain't his fault they're losing. He's doing what he can, but the rest of that squad, not really up to par. Nick Nurse may not be long for that for that job. Who knows? We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. And then the last spot, I mean, my God, we have probably four deserving guys. Trey Young, Jalen Brunson, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan. I am not going to give it to Trey Young because of all the stuff I've said about Trey Young in the past on this podcast. If you don't know, just look it up. I just, you know, yeah, it's out there. Look, Jalen Brunson's playing well. The Knicks are a top six team. But, you know, look, for me, and DeMar DeRozan's playing well, but the Bulls stink. I'm going to go with Drew Holiday because the Bucks are awesome. Still playing great basketball. He had to weather the storm without Chris Middleton and Giannis in and out of the lineup and still kept this team not only afloat, but in the top three in the East. And they actually leapfrog Philly. They're now in second place right now in the Eastern Conference. So those are my seven reserves. I like it. A lot of overlapping here. Um, slight differences. Like I had Embiid. I had Bam over Butler just because Whatever. of obvious reasons. As I did. As I said, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. You pointed that out. And then I had Julius Randle. Interesting. So you take Randall over Brunson if you're picking from the Knicks. That's fine. Yeah. Randall, Randall's been hot of late. Yeah. And the, the Knicks are playing well. I just, for me, I was like, uh, yeah. I don't think any of them are better or more yeah. impactful to their team than Drew Holiday. So that's why I went with Drew Holiday there. Yeah. I'm not mad at either um, on the Knicks, honestly, but I went with Randall. Um, I had Brown, um, Harden, I had to. Um, am I missing someone? Mm -hmm, I think so. 
No, I think that's it. Okay. You <laughs> know me in the math. You're like, let me do my math. All right. Let's go to the West and talk okay. about our West reserves. And mm-hmm. uh, the starters in the West, of course, you got LeBron James, team captain. Mm-hmm. And then you have Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, uh, Nikola Jokic, and Zion Williamson. Uh, that is your West pool. Mm-hmm. All right. So my reserves in the West. John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies, of course. Uh, the best player on the second best team in the Western Conference, averaging 27 points, eight assists per game. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. Dame yeah. has been on a heater lately. Now, Portland stinks, but he's averaging 30 points, seven assists on 46, 37, 90 shooting splits. I mean, that those are all star numbers. Larry Markinen from the Utah Jazz. Listen, Markinen has been mm-hmm. awesome this year. 24 points, eight rebounds, shooting 43% from three on seven three-point attempts. He's in a 97th percentile in estimated plus minus. Laurie Markkinen, a deserving all-star. Let's go. First-time all-star in Laurie Markkinen. Next, another first-time all-star, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not o- First of all, Oklahoma City th- uh, Thunder, also very competent. He's averaging 30 points, five assists a game. He gets to the free throw line 10 times a night, shooting 91%. He's also in the 97th percentile in estimated plus minus. The surprising Sacramento Kings. Wait for it, Jenna. Demontis Sabonis. There he, it is. Listen, Domas. If anyone deserves it. You know I'm a Domas guy. 18 points, 12 rebounds a, a game, leading the league in rebounds, seven assists. He's a Jokic light. Now, look, I don't you know. Jokic real light, but he is the hub of the offense in Sacramento. An offense, by the way, which is top three in the NBA. So shout out to Demontis Sabonis. Paul George. Los Angeles Clippers. Look, thought you weren't going to say him. I, 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 I looking. I, I was kind of going back and forth. I was like, ah, oh, they playing up, but he's doing his usual twenty three six and five. He's efficient, shooting thirty nine percent from three. I mean, he's in a ninety six percentile in EPM, and the Clippers are coming on. I got to go with him. The end of the roster is where it got tough, Jenna. And I, I was like, man, you know, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. And I was like, you know, he didn't play enough. He missed the first fourteen games, and that's going to hurt him. But he's your leading defensive player of the year candidate. He probably should be an all-star, but he won't be. Look, the Phoenix Suns are struggling mightily. And Devin Booker's been out. But before he got injured, Book was incredible, man. Like 27 points a night, five assists on 47, 37, 85 shooting splits, 94th percentile on EPM. So I went, went with Devin Booker to round out my Western Conference reserves. I'm not gonna lie. We had, a, we had the same. Whom? Mm-hmm. Who did you? Did you say De'Aaron Fox? I did not. I said Demontis Sabonis. Okay, De'Aaron Fox was on my list, but okay. I had um, Demontis in my front court, and then okay, and Sabonis um, in your back court. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so who? Okay, so you had two guys from the Kings. So who? So there was someone that I had that you didn't have. Did you have Book? I did not have Booker. Because of, you know, yeah, injury. Was like, yeah. oh. and the Suns are, yeah, no, listen, all fair. All and fair. You know what sucks too, though, with these um, Sacramento Kings guys, when you're dumpster fire for so long, people don't know you're not a dumpster fire sometimes. <laughs> and it hurts you in the all star voting, which could exactly happen here. We, we, we had to give up. I had to give them some love because, you know, they, they've been the perennial dumpster fire. But yeah, those are the all star reserves, I think, that will happen. They get officially announced on Thursday. So you guys check to see if we were right for who who gets picked. Yes. Salt Lake City, baby. Can't wait to wear a jacket. Oh, wait.
<laughs> um, okay, let's move on and keep it moving here because we got to talk about Luca. Um, mm. You know, he's doing Luca things, went off, lit up the Pistons for 53 points while he was chirping, mm-hmm. chirping, chirping. Who, what was that? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Was that who are you? <laughs> who are you? That's yeah. what he said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. Um, talk to me about this performance out of Luca combined with the intense confidence that, you know, was just I a mean, joy. I mean, look, newsflash, everybody. Everybody in the NBA has an ego. You have to have one to make it in this league because this is the hardest basketball league in the world. The 15th guy on your favorite team's bench has an ego and thinks he's incredible at basketball. And he is because he's in the NBA. Okay. Now, there's levels to it, of course. When you get to Luka Doncic level, which is MVP candidate level, top two in the league in estimated plus minus, well, that's a different kind of swag and confidence. Luka Mm -hmm. knows ain't nobody out here that could check me one-on-one. And if you want to talk, as he said, I'll talk, I'll chirp back. If you want to chirp at me, I'll chirp back. And I ain't scared, right? Luka is not afraid. This is a teenage, a guy who when he was a teenager dominated Eurobasket. And the the ACB league in Spain. Okay, when he played for Real Madrid, there ain't and nothing going to play him. there. Didn't Correct. He? Easier to score thirty or, in the NBA than it than yeah, it is yeah. in, in the ACB league. I was like, so, oh. So he ain't afraid of nothing. Okay, he's like, ain't nobody can guard me. I'm gonna just do it right. So when I think about this, Jenna, I was like, man, who are the top three guys in the league that you don't want no smoke with? You you don't want to start chirping with them because. I if they get book. going, they're going to light you up. All right. Why don't you go? Who who were your guys that you're like, oh, man, I don't want I don't want any smoke with that guy. This was hard because there yeah. were guys like and hear me out. There were guys like. At one point, I had Steph Curry on my list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Steph but. Curry. But like. I'm not going to be afraid of him going off. Like I'm going to be afraid of Joel Embiid lighting me up. Yeah, is what, I know what I'm you trying mean. to explain. I, I, I know what you mean. I know exactly. You know what and I mean? I, and it's funny. I kind of went the same way. Right? Look, because it's okay. guys like Steph. Like, well, Steph plays with a certain amount of joy. Now, don't get me wrong. Steph it's is loose. a cold-blooded, ruthless killer. Like he loves nothing more than to drop thirty on you, turning around before the three even goes to the rim. All right, <laughs> but it's like. There's a way in which it's not like, you know, I don't know that trash talking him is going to get him to do anything different than what he normally does. Right. Yeah. And there's a way in which I just expect him to, to, to light me up. Right. In certain ways. Right. It's kind of like a given like, oh, it, Steph's going to go off tonight. Drain, drain, drain. It's like All it's right. like Kevin Durant. I didn't have him on my, on my list either, even though he's the exactly. deadliest scorer in the league. It's because he's just going to do that. Like, it don't it, listen, talk to him. Don't now. Nah, Kevin Durant is a phenomenal trash talker so that's all he needs to even get him stirred up even yeah. more but he gonna do what he does easy money sniper yeah i also had joel Embiid on my list because there's a physicality in the way that he plays that it's like man you start talking he's gonna punish you physically in a way that it's like yeah man i don't want no smoke so yeah. joel is on that list another person who i think will punish you physically that i have on that list the greek freak Giannis and someone else who i'm like i don't We're two for two I was like, I, like you don't want to trash talk that dude again. Not because his bag or whatever is better than anybody. It's just there's something about the physicality of him going like, oh, where you want to do that? I'm going to come at you relentlessly all night like a freight train. No, thanks. Don't want no part of the, any of that. Mm-mm. All right. Who is your third? 
man. And then the third, I mean, it's got to be, I mean, really number one, it's Luca, right? I mean, he sh- he showed it to us against the Pistons. He's a guy, and he Luca will score on you, and he's going to chat it up and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Remember last year in the playoffs against the uh, Suns when he was cooking book, and they're on the free throw line, and Luca's just smiling in book's face like, oh, man, like, I just. So for yep. me, it's Embiid. It's Giannis and it's Luca. Those are the top three ballers that I don't want any smoke with. Okay. My third one, and it was going to be LeBron James, but I didn't want to be predictable because I, I really <laughs> thought about this. I actually sat here for a while and like sat with myself and like really dug deep. So it was going to be LeBron just because he has that Tom Brady effect, mm-hmm. that switch that he could flip mm-hmm. that's like, damn, LeBron's feeling himself tonight. He's going to light me up. But for real, on my list of three in no particular order, Giannis, Embiid, and then John Morant. Oh, interesting. Mic drop. Mic interesting. Drop. Because he's just, he's he a talker too. And he a he's talker a talker, too. He's a talker. He's ferocious. He's not scared. And not to mention, I'm sorry, Ja, your dad's involved in this too. He <laughs> as well. Team Morant. If I'm me. facing Ja, that means I'm facing T tonight. <laughs> and sometimes I just had a long day. And, and you I don't want to. You don't want to hear it. That's it. I and, can't and, do and it. And listen, T T gonna let you hear about it. T T will let you know. Uh, you know, Usher Usher lookalike over here. You know, he he he's gonna let, let you, know. you know. It's funny, you know. We were talking about this on the True Pod earlier this week. T's becoming a bit of a celebrity himself, and I'm kind of like, yes. all right, my guy, let's let's pipe, let's tone it down a little bit here. Like this, you ain't part of the show. Like we're not here to see you. Right. Like we are here to see Ja, the Grizzlies, whatever. You know, yeah. he's getting himself engaged in a lot of activity. We saw that back and forth with the Indiana Pacers. And it's just okay. Like it's cool if like you and like Carl Anthony Town Sr. are doing your thing. All right, fine. But like that's cute. It's that's cute. cute. Right. But when you start becoming part of the show and getting involved with other players on the floor, you know, you're doing a little bit too much, my guy. Time to time to rein in a little bit. Yeah, no. I, I hear you on that. Good guy, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. But. Loves his son, Oof. no doubt, so I get it. But it's like, oh, yeah, he, he going to let you know. Oh, yeah. After Shannon Sharp, I was like. Oh, my God. I mean, that was just. It's just um, yeah. Right. So, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, the trade deadline, it's coming up. It's quickly approaching. What are we talking? February 9th? Mm-hmm. 3 p.m. February 9th. Exactly. Thank God you're here for those numbers. <laughs> Y'all know how it is. But let's talk about some trade buzz because we have some big key players again no superstars but key 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 players that are awesome incredible role uh players on teams that can really make a difference so let's talk uh here og and anobi yeah look so og yeah so toronto as we talked about um the top of the show when we're doing our all-star reserves like they're not playing well right now and it might be time for some reset going on uh in toronto og um, is on the block. He um, okay. may not be happy with his role there uh, in in Toronto. Fred Van Vliet looking to get paid. He could be on the move. Um, obviously, Van Vliet links the Clippers uh, because they want to consolidate, get a point guard. And he and Kawhi Leonard already won a title together in 2019 uh, on the Raptors. So that might be some nice synergy there. You move Reggie Jackson to the bench. Van Vliet, championship level player, can kind of like solidify a lot of what they have going on there. You send back John Wall and maybe Luke Kennard's contract and one of their unprotected, one of their uh, first round picks unprotected. That should be enough to get you Fred Van Vliet. 
Um, OG Ananobi is someone who I love him on the Grizzlies. He'd be an upgrade from Dylan Brooks, right? He's Ooh. basically, he's a better version of Dylan Brooks and you don't get the volatility as you get with Brooks. Now, he can't guard LeBron, apparently. <laughs> what I wonder about that is Dylan Brooks's identity is so key to what Memphis is and their swag and how yes. they operate. OG plays with a much more quiet confidence, and that isn't his vibe. He is a better defender, a better shooter, like all, 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 it's all like the things. It's like you don't things. even know OG's on the court, though. Right. And I wonder from a will, standpoint like that. Even though he's a better player, will his quiet, reserved nature, will that alter the chemistry and the swag that the Grizzlies play with? But OG is someone that uh, it's been to look out for. Kyle Lowry is someone who could move from Miami. Look, he's, I don't know. He, I don't think he's going to be a huge difference maker anywhere. I think, you know, he's on the other side of his prime, but in spot minutes, can he do some things? You know, is Victor Oladipo potentially available? Um, You know, uh, that's, that's someone to look. Miles Turner did sign that extension two years, 60 million. The odd thing about that, Jenna, is that actually makes him more tradable because now you have him under contract. But Indiana, as I mentioned, they're competent. Maybe they want to get their young guys into the play-in and possibly the playoff to get themselves some experience. You know, it's not all about tanking to get Victor or Brit or building it down. It's like, look, you got a lot of young, good players. Andrew Nemhart, Benedict Matherin. We already mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. You know, why not get your guys some experience, try to get into the play-in, get into the playoffs, and, you know, get them a little bit of experience exposure at that level, high-intensity games. So Turner may not be uh, on the trade block. So, you know, just something to, to, to be mindful of there. Um, but those are the names. I mean, we've heard John Collins' name forever. Um, He's been getting traded for years. Right, maybe. The Pistons, <laughs> uh, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich on the Pistons. I believe the Pistons are holding firm. GM Troy, Troy Weaver wants a first-round pick. That's a steep price to me to give up for him. I don't know. Uh, I know in Brooklyn, uh, Joe Harris and Seth Curry. Uh, and Patty Mills are names that are going to be available if the Nets get back the right kind of piece they want, which is uh, a center that can space the floor, shoot free throws, and defend Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, easier said than done, but those are names they may be willing to part with if they can get some someone out like that, like a backup center. So those are the kind of names that I'm hearing. I don't think we're going to have any major people moving, but you know, these are the names that can help around the margins. Yeah. Um, real quick on Kyle Lowry. Somebody said to me the other day, you know, shouldn't shouldn't the Heat be better? What's going on with the Heat? Why aren't they – they need a point guard. They uh, need a point guard. No offense, Kyle Lowry. You have done incredible things, especially up yeah. there in the six. But it's just not working. They're, they're struggling. They're one piece away. Not one, but you know. <laughs> they're struggling, Jenna, um, offensively. They're just – they're not a good offensive team. They, they're 27th in offensive rating. They can guard. Yeah. Right, they're number four in defense, but they cannot generate consistent quality offense, and that's a problem. Yeah. Um, and they need to they need a more dynamic point guard to go with Jimmy and Bam, but I, I don't know where they get one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I just so it's a struggle for them to create. So yeah, they can guard, they're gonna be in games, but if they cannot consistently generate offense, they're not hitting shots either. Miami's just they're 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 in a tough way right now. They really are. Um, before we wrap things up quick, I was looking at the rankings right now. Just, I just want you to take this in um, and mm. think about where we were a year from now, a year ago. I mean, the number, the top three teams in the West are the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. Yep. Yep. What a difference a year mm-hmm. makes. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, 
Yeah, low look. Well, it and you know a team you didn't mention in the top three, and a team I, I didn't mention the trade deadline is going to try to do something. Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, right? They need to shore up their bench and get some veteran help in there. Are they going to trade Kaminga, Wiseman, or Moody? I doubt they trade Kaminga. They're probably going to keep him. That's probably going to be Wiseman or Moody. Except of the three of those guys, Kaminga has the most value right now. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. And I can't imagine teams in the league rushing to help Golden State, right? Like, so no. they they might play hardball. Like, look, we get it. You want whatever we want, Kaminga. We're not we're not giving to you. We're not in enemy. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, Jenna, Denver's got Jokic. You know who might win his third trade MVP? We already know That's about the Grizzlies. He does. Yeah, I mean he's outstanding. We know about the Grizzlies and Ja and Jaron and and Desmond Bain and that whole crew. And the Grizzlies, you know, Stephen Adams right now out, going to be out for several weeks with that strained PCL. That they have again the pieces in Morant, Trip, and Bain to do something. But that bench is not enough to go to the conference finals, go to an NBA finals. They're young. Are they going to move any one of those young guys to get someone more established? Do they have enough to potentially get someone like a Pascal Siakam? Is he even available? Do they have enough salary to match? Uh, you know, that's, you know, that could they be part of a larger deal? Again, I don't think any big names are going to move, but that's a guy you pair him up with Ja, Trip, Bain. Well, now you're talking. Okay. I, I, I like that team to go to, go to uh, the NBA finals. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see uh, February 9th, 3 p.m. The bones are are going crazy. GMs, uh, you know, team team presidents, agents, media, everybody's texting, calling, you know. The Lakers we'll, fumbling the bag again. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, guys. Stick with us because, again, time is winding down. It's only going to get better. So hang around. And as always, you know where to find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, all that, at 7 Pod on Twitter, at 7 Podcast on Instagram. Guys, rate, review, like us, do all that, you know, at JS Hector, at Jenna Lemoncelli. And until next time, everybody, peace.